Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. Looking forward to being with you in 30 minutes. Today I wanted to begin with a great invitation. It's got to be one of the most gentle words of Jesus. We're in the Gospel of Matthew this whole month, verse chapter 11, verse 20, uh, verse 28, 11, 28 this morning. By the way, this is RBM. We're located at 1711 Meriwether Drive. And uh, with me is Andy Hines, another Bible teacher. And in the Internet, you're going to be able to listen to Eugene Thomas. You're going to be able to listen to Frank Appel. You're going to be able to listen to uh, uh, David Nutter, of course, and finally Andy Hines, which is the, the one behind the, the computers this morning bringing this word to you. So good morning to you. Let's read it. Verse 28, chapter uh, Matthew 11. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Notice that uh, heavy laden simply means trying to earn salvation by works. This rest over here that he talks about can only be found by placing one's faith in Christ and what he has done for us in the cross. Galatians 5, verses 1 through 6. And so, I want to finish. Let's continue to verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. The yoke is the cross, Luke 9, 23. And lean of me, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and he find rests unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word this morning. We thank you for this word that penetrates our hearts and causes us to just pause. And thank you that in spite of all the things that is upon us and pressing upon us and coming upon us, we are saved by grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. I want to pause a little bit. He's not saying that you should pray, that you should have uh, uh, a long time studying. It doesn't say that you should get a group of Bible study and have a discussion. This is the confrontation between personal and most personal. Come unto me. Come unto me. Now, how do you do that? Well, <clears throat> you know, I, I, love, I love to sit down on my condo there, and if I'm here, if I'm in Atlanta, at Mount Bethel, and I, I, I am uh, at peace, <clears throat> that I go directly to Jesus. I don't want my mind to wonder. I don't want my mind to ask questions. <clears throat> I don't want my mind to sort of ponder what's going to happen to me, or, what's gonna, or what I'm going to do next, what is the direction of the day just coming to me. Now, when you enter into Jesus, it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. It's impossible that you enter outside of the Holy Spirit in in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, Wherefore, I give you to understand 
<clears throat> that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. It's impossible to come to Jesus as this invitation in 11.28 of Matthew and, <laughs> and try to control it, to manipulate it. Coming to me is a personal decision that every Christian needs to do as we listen to what God is doing and worship Him. You don't ask questions. You don't ask Him about this. You don't pray for this and this problem and that problem. You just come. Now, when you do that, the invitation here is for those that labor. And I'll tell you a group of people who couldn't understand that in just a minute. Labor and are heavy laden. Heavy laden simply means you totally traumatize about the politics, about what's going to happen to America, what's going to happen to your church, what's going to happen to your family, your children, your wife, your, your, your sons and daughters. That's not, that's not coming unto him. Heavy laden simply means what you got is too heavy to carry. And the answer is, says, if you come unto me, I'll give you rest. If you come unto me, I'll give you rest. I want you to understand the lesson today, because in just a moment we're going to deal with people who just were laden. They're heavy laden. Oh, my goodness. There were people that were just could not get this straight. So let's take a look. So if you come unto me, I'll give you rest. Now, you know, I spend some time in prayer. But sometimes I just sit on the chair and stare. There are so many things that I wish I could have, that I wish I could do, that I wish I could be a part of it. You know, uh, we are going to now head to Israel every single year. The trip to Israel was a successful trip, 24 sites, overwhelming those that were there, the teaching, the discipling, the painting by Amanda Brennan, the worship by Rob Steele, just overwhelmed us with so much to think about it. The food at Seven Arches was unbelievably gifted, every meal, every night. And so what I'm saying to you is that if you come unto him, he'll give you rest. I don't care what the burden is, he'll give you rest. Then, then he goes on verse 29. Now verse 29, it seems like saying the same thing, but it's not. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now the yoke here is the burden of coming unto him. A yoke symbolizes two animals, neck to neck, controlled by the yoke. And as they pull the cart, they share the pain. So you have a yoke on the right side. Jesus has a yoke on the left side. And if both of you agree, it says, take my yoke upon you. Take the cross. Take the suffering. Take the penalty. Take the accusation. Take the burden. Take the criticism. Take anything that the world puts upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now, learning here simply means if you look, if you come into Jesus, you actually begin to learn that which you haven't learned before. This has been a time of tremendous 
tremendous uh, yoke in my life. It's just amazing the decisions that I have to make, the things I have to do. And all that this means is this, that if I, if I take the yoke of Jesus, he will tell me how to carry on. You see, the problem with carry on is making decisions that affect your life, making decisions that influence others, but the decisions have to be made by the Holy Spirit, by Jesus. And, every, and what I've experienced uh, 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 in my life these last six months is that he makes the decision. And so learn, take my yoke and learn of me simply means you don't have to make decisions at all. You don't have, and you, you need to shut up, be quiet, and let him do it, and he will do it. And, I, and I've experienced it. I learned from him. I learned, I, I learned from him what to do and not ask questions. <laughs> he, I'm doing exactly as he is leading, and I'm not requiring him to explain. Why, why am I saying this? Take my yoke upon me. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. Put the cross of Jesus on your back and learn from him. Now, learn simply means he will teach you how to carry the yoke. Because, you see, we don't think of this way. Take my yoke upon you means the, the cross, the suffering, the penalty, the death, the resurrection, the ascension, the return. Take my yoke. That's the yoke of Jesus to save humanity. If you confess, he's just in favor to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's an unbelievable yoke. Those of you who are Christians and all, all of you sinners, take the yoke of Jesus, and he will tell you how to carry it. That's what he's trying to say. Now, when you think of that, then you understand what he says in verse 29. For I am meek and lowly in heart. He describes the personality of Jesus. Jesus is describing the personality that he has. He's saying of himself, I am one thing, meek. Now the word meek here is gentle, would you say, Andy? Gentle. Kind, sweet, yes. The definition of meek. Okay. So. Well, when you're talking about Matthew 11. Matthew 11, 29. 28 through 30. 28 through 30. But on the one it says. Yes. Are you burned out on religion? Come to me and get away with me and you'll recover your life. That's right. Recover your life. Meekness is a personality trait that is very hard to accomplish. Because you want to have your way, the highway, you are right. I don't give in this, I don't give on that. And any meek person will not have a personal uh, decision and, and that controls the, 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 the manner in which you approach others. You don't, you, you, don't, you don't call off the dogs. You simply have no dogs. You're meek. You're gentle. 
Matter of fact, you confront the dogs. And it says, the other word says, in lowly in heart. Lowly in heart. Low, lowly. Means you are humble, gentle, tender, unsophisticated, verified, sweet, bow down, tender. Now, what is he saying here? The only way to carry the yoke and learn how to do it is to be under the tutelage of Jesus, the tenderness of his heart, the sweetness of his heart, the meekness of his heart, the kindness, the gentleness. You see, we, we have personalities that are so, so aggressive, so, so, so powerful. We, 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 we lead others and command others not according to what you know, but what you made up to believe. And I'm going to prove this to you as I move into chapter 12 today until verses 1 through 8. Because as Jesus argued the scribes and Pharisees, there's something about him that they could converse with. They asked questions that were derogatory. They asked questions that were just uh, accusation questions. But at the same time, Jesus remained meek and lowly. You see, a personality when it's made up quenches the Spirit of God. A personality that decided exactly what to do, and this is my way, the highway. Nobody comes around me and tries to convince me of anything. This is what it is. If it doesn't come, then I won't be a part when you think that way, you're not lowly in heart and gentle in spirit. You are rebellious. There's so many people under rebelliousness. And so, on verse 30, he has no choice but to define verse 29. For my yoke, for my yoke is easy. Now, <laughs> that's easy to say. My yoke is easy. What do you mean? It simply means when you have the yoke of Christ, you learn from him. And he can teach you. You know, uh, I've been telling Andy, Andy Hines here about what I have to do, about what the Lord is telling me to do. It doesn't make any sense. It's the last thing that I would do. But suddenly, <laughs> this coming Saturday... We're going to walk toward it and make some decisions on that area because that's what the Lord is asking me to do. You know, for instance, I want to go to see the Georgia Bulldog play. The Lord says, you're going, but you're going to go south and take the bypass and get off on that exit and go to the back end instead of through Milledgeville and Atlanta Highway. You go around it. In other words, he approaches the problem in a different way than most of us would. You know, you know as, as I know, that the best thing to do is turn left and, and go toward five points, and that's why you park and walk the rest of the way. But Jesus is saying, go to the bypass. Now, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My yoke, what I carry, what I do, what I suffer. It's easy. There's no problem. Why it's easy? 
because the burden is also very light when you learn of him. You got you've got to go back or go back on verse 28. I give you rest. I learn of learn of me. Verse 28, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, and learn of me. Without learning, you'll never be able to carry the the yoke. Without learning, it's going to be difficult. Without learning, you won't be able to pass the cup and do the job that God called you to do. See, I, I told you that uh, we, we, we prepared for Israel. And of course, it was a very, very long preparation, but I did one thing there that I'll never forget. The study book of all the sites, 30 pages of material prepared to be to be copied and delivered in the airport to all of those traveling to Israel, 28 people. I forgot to copy it. I mean, I worked six months on those sites. And all the material that I had prepared stayed home. Now, I, 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 I argue and I question you know, why in the world would the Lord let me do something like this and then, you know, you don't know. Because all the sites that I preached, I received revelation knowledge that I have never received before. One of them, which I already shared with you yesterday, was, uh, was why did Jesus went to Caesarea Philippi? That's a pagan God uh, place. God, Pam God, has three uh, large sanctuaries in front of the caves right below Mount Hermon. Why, why would, uh, why would uh, uh, he go there? Because as he looks into the auditoriums in the sanctuaries of the Pem God, which are three large ones, he said to Peter, you are Peter. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, is, whatever you bind on earth you, you, you bind, whatever you lose on earth, you lose in heaven. You have authority over this stuff. All you have to do is to do it. And he had, a, had a, an application to what he said uh, uh, to Peter, and I'll build the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. So what I mean is, never sought, I never understood, I never comprehended Caesarea Philippi until I got to it, and the Lord was able to reveal to me that what he was saying to Peter was, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. The gates of the Pam God will not prevail against my church. And he has not. The church thrives throughout the whole world, and the Pam God is dead as a doorbell. And there's no temple anymore destroyed in pieces everywhere. So, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What he requires of us is very little. Just to have faith in him and his sacrificial atonement work. That's all. Put your trust on the cross. Put your trust in Jesus. Do what he's saying. Come unto him. Come unto him. Now stop arguing. Stop questioning. Stop debating. Stop putting people under your tongue and pressing them down. Remember. Now, so let's take a look and see how he carries the load now. Because you see, this verse, verse 28, 29, and 30 of chapter 11 is followed by chapter 12. The Lord 
of the Sabbath. So let me read it. At that time, at that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the, through the corn, wheat or barley, but it was a plantation of corn in front of him. And his disciples were hungry. And he began to pluck the ears of corn to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, there, 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 there comes the, the yoke. There comes the burden. My, my burden is, there comes in. When the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him. In other words, anything Jesus did, they would criticize it. Behold your disciples, do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. You can't do that. But they forgot Deuteronomy 23, 25. Now Deuteronomy 23, 25, it simply says, let me read it to you, 23, 25. When you come into the standing corn of your neighbor, then you may pluck the ears with your hand, but you shall no not move a sickle unto your neighbor's standing corn. You can get one corn, but do not cut all the others and take it for yourself, one corn. And so, so Jesus said to them, Have you not read that what David did? When he was hungry, and they who were with him. And of course, if you remember, Samuel 21, 6. David went into the temple of the Lord. Went into the table of the bread and picked up some bread and distributed to his servants. And he ate out of the holy place. David did that. What man shall there be among you who have one sheep? It falls in the pit on Sabbath. Will you not hold, lay hold on him and lift him out? Now, is Jesus being tender? Well, he cited one verse in Deuteronomy 23, 5, 25 in terms of the corn. He cited Samuel chapter 21, 6, David eating the shoe bread. So Jesus is being tender, being gentle. But he uses scriptures. Well, that's, that's interesting because the Lord knew the word. It came from him. He is the word. So he can quote scripture all day long. You know, on the, on the temptation, 40 days and 40 nights tempted by the devil before he headed to Capernaum to begin his ministry. Jesus very clearly Defeated Satan with three verses of Deuteronomy. And so, here's the tenderness. Here's the gentleness. Here's the sweetness of our Savior. He's conversing with the, with the resistance. Conversing and allowing him to communicate. Because see, we live in a society that when you do bad to me, and you strike me in the face, and you ridicule me in presence of others, my direct automatic response would be to run away from you and never see you again. Not the Lord. He comes closer to them and begins, 
how he entered into the house of God, did eat the shoe bread which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. Samuel 21, 6. In other words, he quoted two things that biblically, Deuteronomy and, and Samuel, 1 Samuel, exactly what they needed to hear. Now, the first example was take one ear of corn. Second, David went into the shoebread temple of the Lord and gave food to his servants. Well, have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath day the priests in the temple profaned the Sabbath and are blameless? The priests were the, the ones who did a lot of work during the Sabbath, if not more on the Sabbath day in their preparation for the sacrificial plus other duties than possibly any other day, and yet they were not accused of breaking the law. But they had to perform their task as priests in order to get people the right sacrifice for the Sabbath day. And so Jesus then personally, after three instances of biblical truth, he says, but I say to you that in this place is one greater than the temple. <laughs> but you see, it's, he can say that because they couldn't get. There's no revelation to those who accuse the little ones, to those who accuse anybody of anything. God will judge. He judges according to his heart, not yours. In your midst, in front of you, right here talking to you, there's one greater, 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 greater than the temple itself. Now that's, they couldn't understand that. See, there's no revelation. There's no learn of the Lord. Just antagonism, rejection, rebellion, pushing away, accusing Instead of humbly requesting love. If you had known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. Sacrifice was the means. Listen to this. Mercy is the end. In the sacrifice, the road, mercy, the goal. Israel had lost the sight of what the sacrifices actually meant. They were so lost. In verse, in, in verse, you would have condemned the guiltless. Verse 8, the last verse in this teaching. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. For the Son of Man is Lord even to the Sabbath day. What a wonderful lesson. What a wonderful lesson. I hope that will bless you. By the way, this is Rick Bonfim. We're situated at 1711 Meriwether Drive, Athens, Georgia, 306, Watkinsville, Georgia, 30677. My phone number is 706-353-1546. If you enjoy these Bible studies, uh, every do it every day, uh, just uh, let us know. Our email is rbm at lotterain.com. How, how do you spell Lotterain? Latte, like the coffee and the word rain. Put it together, latte rain. And so I hope that you'll be able to let us know how you're listening now and then so it can encourage us so we continue to serve the Lord during this difficult time. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.